Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that. My wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of She had to get married. Dear Pod. My friend bought a colonic on Groupon, and that's not where you want to pinch the pennies. No. No. And no. she bought it. Here's the she bought the colonic on Groupon and she showed up and they opened up a door and it was a hose sticking out of the ground. It was a do it yourself colonic You're, situation. That's not, that's not, it's right. absolutely true. That is the funny thing was, is that beyond that, I never got the rest of the story. So I'm sure that she was like, well, I paid $35 no. for this. No. I'm claiming no, this no. colonic. If I opened a door and there was just a hose sticking out of a ground, I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> no. I'm going to the Dunkin' Donuts. So the Dunkin' Donuts was downstairs. I went upstairs and it's like two like like alternative. Marcus always makes fun of me every time I say the word alternative because he's Hippy like- Hippy dippies? No, he's like, because you sound like you're like an old man because no one says the word alternative anymore. Why not? I don't know. I disagree. So, so they're like, hey- Hey, uh, are you Patrick? I'm like, mm-hmm. And she comes out. She's got like layered, multicolored hair. Hey, yeah. We're just running a little bit behind. Like, sit down, relax. Do you need some anything to drink or anything? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. I'm like, okay, great. And you Salt sit there water? and like, you know, there's there's so many sound machines that are going that you're- to, to muffle the screaming? Right. Well, that and like, you know, there's like a vanilla candle and then there's a watermelon candle. It's like, because- Oh, it's just a shit parade. Well, it is literally. because there's com- competing smells. They right. have, to, they so have like, to try to tamp it yeah, down. Yeah, and they just, they're like so upbeat and like just like, I, I'm, which I appreciated because it was like you could ask them anything. And like, so you're just going to go in there and you're going to take, you know, take your stuff off, going to lie on the table, and then I'm just going to come on in and just, we're going to get to it, okay? I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> and... um so I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is weird. She's like, hey, man, what's going on? And she comes in, not even kidding, with a beverage. No, you leave that outside. And you I'm don't like, do that. I'm like, why would you have any open container of anything that's going to go in your mouth? She's like, okay, so just like do me a favor. I'm like, I know we're going to get really intimate, like really quickly, okay? Yeah. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. She's like, just do me a favor, roll over a little bit. I'm going to take this whole hose, and I'm going to put it up your butt. And then we're just going to just relax. Just, you know, like, okay. Can we use at least a medical term for butt? No. Like, come on. And so she's like talking and she's like, all right, here we go. And like, all of a sudden, like, I'm, I'm, she turns on whatever mechanism she does and it starts going. She's like, oh, wow. Okay. And she's like narrating as as it's happening. He's like, oh, do you feel that? Like, do you feel like, do you feel like that burning sensation? Like right now? Like, do you, do you feel that? Do you feel And I'm. And of course, she's narrating le- legitimately everything that I'm experiencing. She's saying, you, I'm before like, it oh, happens? yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. See that? You feel that fire, that fire stuff that's coming out of you? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Oh, that's a good one. And- oh, that's now we're really, now we're really cooking. You feel that, right? Right, right, right. And then we start going into eating dairy and how bad dairy is and like all this stuff. And, you know, she's taking a swig out of whatever the hell she brought in. Ew, to drink. just eating some chocolate cake. <laughs> 
So- sorry, it's somebody's birthday. She's like, sorry. Who's going to break I haven't eaten all day. She's eating a Caesar salad. She's like, sorry, I just needed a bit of a sugar rush. You don't mind if I have some of this buttermilk fudge, do hey, you? Do you mind if I just rest this on your stomach? <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> like the she most, has, she brings in the most complicated. You don't mind if I have fondue while we're doing this, right? I know I said no dairy, but I make an exception on Fridays. I'm just saying it's mac and cheese. It's amazing. she didn't go hacky sacking when she plugged you in. <laughs> that she's like, all right, so I'm just gonna let this thing ride, and I'll be back in like a half hour. If you need me, I'm gonna no, be building there, something we out talk, of hemp. We talk forever, which is, I was like, this is. So odd. it's such an odd experience. And then to just kind of sit there and just pretend like, no, you're not controlling anything that's up that's my going ass up right my now. Ass. Right. And well, then when we're done, she's like, okay, well, I'm going to leave you alone and you can do whatever you need to do. Stand up, walk around. You're probably going to need to use the bathroom again. I'm like, again, you just took everything out of me. And then, of course, I had to go to the bathroom. And they have a squatty potty. Yes, they all do. Yeah. They have to. And uh, they said for maximum evacuation. Yeah. That's a direct quote. So, but y- how I'm come happy. yours was some sort of fabulous, relaxed, like she's coddling and breastfeeding you experience when mine was Nam? I don't know. This was like, she was so like, it was mine like was a the young- Guantanamo Bay of colonics. No, it, it wasn't her fault. It was me. It's my body. It's what I do. The first time again, I had it done. It, I absorbed half the water and anything that came out looked like Jack Daniels. Mm. And the second time I thought, yeah, I'm into this. Yeah. And I dragged my husband along with me and he had some well, sort a, of spiritual experience. experience. He walks out. His stomach was half the, the depth that yeah. it was. And I was like, all right, this is it. But I had been in traveling and I had been in Japan and my body didn't know what country I was in or what time of day it was. It didn't want anything thought you in were drowning. It. it the what? Your body thought you were drowning. Yeah, it was probably like, well, again, this is it, boys. Everybody grab a Not raft. Everyone. We're on our way out. And she starts, and I was like, all right, I need this. I need this right now. And she, she, she used much more medicinal terms than your gal did. But really, at the end of the day, I was in this woman's home. This wasn't a facility. We're in like her rec room. No. It's not like there was a bumper pool table next to us or anything, but still. Her kid's running around. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> hey, Gina. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> hey, Marky. Yeah, I'll you like that. that? Yeah. Want to come in and narrate this experience with me? Like I'll she had a garden. I'll get the glade. She had like a little solarium right out front where she was making her own kale. We went to a very hippy dippy thing that was recommended on Yelp. God help me. In mm-hmm. Santa Fe. And she starts doing her thing. And I was like, yeah, I know this. It's a weird, it's a weird sensation to have somebody essentially pooping for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, I feel this. Then that passes. And then I yeah. feel this. You're like, I think I'm going to throw up. Oh, no, I'm just going to. Well. I guess. I just have diarrhea for 45 minutes. The worst part was also, it's like, talk about bringing couples together. So my husband is in an adjacent room. He's not in the room with me. But really, it was like. Like beaded curtains between me and him. There wasn't much to it. It was one of those rec rooms where you could fold out a wall. Yeah. A collapsible wall. So we're not talking about anything that has baffling. And he said that like within the first 10 minutes. He threw up. (laughs) I wish it were that simple. Why would it ever be that simple? He hears, "Um, okay, 
All right. Oh, inter- okay. All right. Interesting. I've never seen this before. This is this is interesting. This has never happened. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. I have to go. I have to go. I have to go right now. Okay. This isn't. I, okay, ma'am. And then he heard a slam. I don't know what happened, but my body hit every eject button. And this woman who had been performing these colonics for 30 plus years experienced something that she had never seen in her years of which shoving was, a tube up with somebody's what happened? It's like she hit the green button and everything evacuated. You know the chocolate fountain in yeah. um in uh, Willy Wonka and the yeah. cho- chocolate Yo, factory? What was the horror movie at the show with the elevators and all the night- Shining? The Shining. No. With the elevators- uh, Oh, blah! What was that? It was the, really- The nightmares that came out of it. Oh, um, cabin in the woods. Mm. It was cabin in the woods. You know when they go down into the underground area and they find like this world that's living underneath the ground, and all of the monsters end up getting out. And there's one guy who's standing in the middle of the elevator bank, and all the elevators open, and you just hear all the monsters go, Bruh! and then they all just like attack each other. I was my ass was cabin in the woods. It was the elevator bank. I know that I said, okay, okay, something's wrong. You got to get it out, get it. because. I don't know what happened, but I basically overloaded her machine and I jumped off her table with this thing still inside me. And she, she yanked it out running for the bathroom. And all I could picture in my head was the sound that a chainsaw makes when it doesn't quite catch the first time when you're like, that's what it felt like. And I went in there, I went into the bathroom and that squatty potty, I, I think that I actually threw it out the window. I was like, get away from me. Every It was so aggressive, but I had paid for it. So I was like, let's try this again. I get back up on the table again. Two seconds in, I was like, nope, nope. I was right. I was right the first time. My body doesn't want this. Whatever this is, my body doesn't want it. Well, it is. It's very, it's a very strange thing. And you do sort of fight it because yeah. you're like, I shouldn't be doing this. And I'm going to, you feel like you're going to overload the machine. Hope. Yeah. But that's not what happened. But how do you discover that this is what you want to do for your life? Perform colonics on people. You know, well, well what about those doctors that like to pop zits? They're, they've made an entire career. Well, I'll watch that. that. I get, it's sickeningly satisfying, is what it is. But my friend said that his friend, was a colonic irrigation specialist. Uh-huh. Let's uh-huh. A, a CIS. Sure. A colonic irrigation specialist. And he said, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen go through that tube? And she said, green Barbie shoe. Oh. Just a little high-heeled pump going through that clear tube. It was like broccoli, cauliflower, green Barbie shoe. How long was that thing in there? Probably a long time. I'm sure. If that person was in their 30s, when did you eat a Barbie shoe? I do like the feeling when you leave and you're like, I feel amazing. And I think I'm going to probably fucking pass out right now. I know. I think I have to get a colonic. I think you should. (laughs) I think think you should. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm definitely not going to go with you, but. But you get so lubed up that when you walk out, like there's no resistance, there's no friction. So you're like, oh, I could run a marathon now. We learned so much today. You want a spoon? No, because I don't want you to shit on me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And again, another episode that involves us talking about turds. I'm so sorry, dear listeners. I'm going to take this opportunity to officially welcome you. Welcome to Dear Pod. Dear Pod. 
I'm your host, Gene Autry. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Why can't I be? That's fine. And I'm Estelle Getty. Oh, and we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? (sighs) At least there's someone. At least... At least crickets like us. That's great. I'm just going to I'm gonna have some of this chocolate chip cookie dough while I'm, I'm working on you. I just want you to kind of relax and yeah, kick back. One of back those crickets just came out of your butt. If that's okay, it's still living. Yeah, just breathe into it. Is it burning? Uh, then it's working. Is it, is it churning? It's, if it's burning, then it's working. It burning, should be put burning. on a t-shirt for yeah. me. That'll be our next t-shirt that we make. I'm just going to finish this yogurt, if that's okay, ah! while you're blowing it out. Uh, that's fine. I'll be over here having a pudding pop. And then uh, I'll welcome you all back again. You like tapioca? I do too. I'd give it to you, but it's just going to come right out. That's what I like. I like foods that look the same in as they do coming out. Uh, For 200, Alex, I'll take uh, food. (laughs) Identical foods, uh, beginning and endings. (laughs) What other ones would there be? Ah, let's not go into it. I think that we're going to spare you guys. Instead, I'm going to tell you, we want to hear from you. Uh, So if you haven't already, please look at that that pretty little podcast subscribe option and click the subscribe on there. Rate and review. Hit us five stars. We haven't checked our metrics in a while, but I'm sure we're right up there because we're very popular. We are very popular. And be sure and follow us on all your social media at Dear Pot Official across the board. We're posting pictures up there and recipes and all sorts of fun doodads and goody two shoes and promotional events. Hey, speaking of promotional events, please come and see me headlining at Caroline's on Broadway. Plug, 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 plug it into your butt. I'll be there on September 11th at 7.30. It's very exciting right down the street from where I live. Guess what? You have to go because it's a business endeavor and it's a write-off. All the alcohol you can write off, ladies and gents. So if you want to go look at Pretty, pretty little Patrick, because whenever I bring you around and I introduce you to anybody, everybody thinks you're hot, and that's not okay because that means I'm the ugly one because there's always an ugly one. Oh, God. Ask the Olsen twins. <sighs> there isn't an ugly I'm the Mary-Kate to your Ashley, they're and it's not identical. okay. No, they're not at all. One of them is dating like a man who's 500 years old. That's fine. No judgment. My husband is older than me. We like to play kinky games like elderly abuse. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, come and see me. Caroline, September 11th, 7.30. You've never been to Caroline's on Broadway? On Broadway? It is a fantastic room. It's historic, you know. Many, many people have gone up there and said funny things, and I will be joining a very long list of (laughs) up-and-comers. Very exciting. Very exciting. So this week's theme is exes. X is the word, is the word that you heard, and I slept with that guy once. Uh, 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 uh. Oh. <laughs> so we all have exes in our past. Um, some of them like to continually rear their ugly heads, and others I have sent off to a remote island never to be spoken of again. I'm only friendly with one. Are you? I'm friendly with nuns. None. Uh. But that's because some of them were legitimate con men. Oh, oh. I wish I were kidding. Con yeah. men, alcoholics, narcissists. I was like, all right, I think I'm done here. Yeah. I think it's time to move on to, to good guys like my jewels. <laughs> he may not be able to sit <clears throat> up straight and sure he shits himself on major holidays. 
But hey, he's, he's not clean. stealing my credit card information, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, so we're going to discuss um, what Ann and Abby think about people's relationships with their exes. They can be very complicated, can't they? Yes, they can. Yes, especially if you're if you're divorced, if you if you have but children. But you're very happy. I'm divorced, but I'm very happy. <laughs> so we have some articles. Let's let's discuss them and let's see how they relate to us, how they relate to you, uh, to your listeners. Um, oh, did you go first last time or did no? I went. So you go. Oh, all right. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. This is from the Colorado Springs Gazette Telegraph, Colorado Springs, Colorado, <laughs> December 15th, 1974. I get it, Colorado. You're from friggin' Colorado. <laughs> Sunday. Here we go. Dear Abby, what can be done about an ex-spouse who continues to call after the former mate remarries? My wife receives one to three calls every day from her ex-husband who calls to chat with her about minor day-to-day events. She allows us because they parted the best of friends, and she says she feels sorry for him because he's so lonely now. I've requested that she terminate the old relationship because I feel it is an intrusion on our privacy and an obstacle to our building a new life for ourselves. What do you think? Signed, Awkward, <laughs> awkward Threesome. Oh. That's not an awkward threesome. No, that's a very different definition. <laughs> an awkward You've threesome. You've been in those. Is, yeah, I've been in an awkward threesome. An awkward threesome is when you tie a guy up in the basement and you invite your friend Judy over. <laughs> and it's like when you find someone online and then all of a sudden your dad walks through and you're like, this is awkward. <laughs> I swiped left on you, father. I don't know what you're doing here, <laughs> but all right. You're here. Might as well. I mean. It'll be awkward tomorrow at breakfast. That's fine. Aren't we going Don't on vacation Mom. next week? Yeah. So here's what um, Abby has to say. Dear Threesome, I think your, ex- your wife's ex-spouse is overdoing the friendliness. She could put an end to it if she wanted to. Be more em- emphatic about your objections. They're legitimate. Your feelings should take priority over his. He had his chance. I agree. Don't I mean, you? That, well, yeah. I mean, I don't. You're not together anymore, so be calling, not together anymore. Right. So you really shouldn't be calling three times a day about what if if you don't have kids. What the hell are you talking about? No, you're just talking about you're just shooting the breeze, and that's mm-hmm. not okay with me. That's just weird. Look, um, I am not the one who was this. This is my first marriage for now. Oh. But I am a second wife, and there wasn't. There's an ex that was in the picture in the beginning, and very, very present in the phone calls. Sure. Until I said, "Enough of these shenanigans." Who's this broad? I like to crack the whip. Sure. I, I don't talk to my exes, like at all. I, of course, I wasn't married to any of them before, sure. but I look forward to to calling my now future ex husband. What was your longest relationship? Prior, prior to your seven years with a person non-married oh you had to go and get technical <laughs> non-married a non-married seven male individual oh. yes yes That's seven years time. through college and into the first few years of our lives which is never when anybody should get married no. for the record you don't know who the hell you are until you're 40. Yeah, I'd say about that. That's a safe that's a safe bet. I mean, I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> oh, Colonic. Oh. Oh, uh yeah. Hot water. Yeah, but I and 
it was weird because that was a long relationship. And there is a, a moment when the explosion has gone off and you're no longer together that there's that hole missing, that muscle memory of, well, this is the person that I talk to every day mm-hmm. and I got to keep calling and I yep. keep connecting. And then eventually that just sort of starts to fade away and the need starts to fade away. Right. It's like that scene from Swingers. Remember the movie Swingers? It's been a while. It's been a minute. But there's an awesome monologue in it where I forget who it is, but basically he's saying uh, one day you turn around and you realize you don't feel that pain anymore and then you miss the pain. And that's what it is. It's like, oh, after a certain amount of time, I didn't need to call him anymore. And then my life went on and then it, it something replaced him. And then you turn around one day and you're like, oh, I used to talk to this person multiple times a day mm-hmm. and now I don't anymore and I don't feel anything connected to it. And mm-hmm. I'm sure my husband would be thrilled if I didn't call him multiple times a day, but I just love him so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you shake your head at me. Shake my fist right up your ass. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with her on this. I do too. um, Especially multiple times a day, multiple. You're not talking about anything. I mean, if you're, like, I, if it's like the first month, maybe, you know, that tapering off period. Yeah. But then after that, it's like, okay. What's the longest relationship you were in? Look, we don't know each other at all. Five years, I think. Almost five years. All right. And how long did it take you to not, did you have a a period afterwards where you kept calling that person or he Mm -hmm. kept calling you because you're so addicted to that, the calling? Uh, More so on my end because I- Didn't want it to end? No, I I think I did. I just didn't, uh, I didn't really want to be alone and I didn't really, you know, have too many, I don't know connections at that point. Oh, I love this. <laughs> oh, God, we're feeling things on X I'm not feeling anything. Oh, I know you're not. You I know why? Because we haven't had any alcohol at all, and who can feel anything until I you've had a vodka? A goddamn thing. Tell me about it. Uh, would you like my article? Sure. Oh, because it's from the Indianapolis Star. Oh, Indianapolis, Indianapolis. Indiana, not Colorado. Okay. June 7th, 1972. Ex-boyfriend shifts to mom. Oh, I love that shift. Oh, you sh- I shift myself. <laughs> Dear Ann Landers, my ex-boyfriend is involved with my mother. The reason he is my ex is because he didn't treat me right and I told him to get lost. My mother is in her late 30s and divorced. My ex-boyfriend is 19. When we were dating, he used to tell mom his troubles and she gave him advice. I thought when we broke up, that would be the end of it. But he still comes over to see mom. I can't stand to be around them. I guess it was, I guess it was pretty dumb of me not to notice there was more between them than, quote, motherly advice, end quote. The guy has spent time in a mental hospital and I know he's a little off. But I thought my mother had more sense than to fool around with a young kid old enough to be her son. What should I do? It's beginning to get to me. Wits end. Wait a minute. I'm pressing the pause button. The mother's 30. And in the, her 30s. Oh, in her 30s. Later, late and, 30s. And the boy is around 19. And has um, is mentally unstable and okay. is now dating the mother. And this girl seems really kind of calm. She's like, now it's getting to me. 
Like the first month, it wasn't a problem. But, you know, six months in, and I can hear them in the next room. Yeah, the threesome was really weird at, at first. Yeah, but, you know, what can you do? What are you going to do? All right. What, what, is this, what does baby girl have to say? Baby girl has to say this. Dear wits, you can do nothing about your mother's company. But if you can't stand to be around them, there's something you can do about that. When the ex shows up, make yourself scarce. What's really needed here is a therapist with two couches. Your mother could use some help, too. I thought the two couches were for the mother and the man. And, and oh, and yeah, that chick could use some help, too. Not the fucking mother who's who's in her multiple 30s and should know better than to be horsing around with a 19-year-old. Just try to, like, absorb that thought. Can you imagine hooking up with a 19-year-old right now? If the answer is yes, then I want you to think real hard before you say it on air. Mm. <laughs> what? I'm deleting your Tinder profile. This is so upsetting. I don't know what I'm supposed to say at this point now. And you feel awkward? <laughs> I feel I feel judged. I feel like I'm not in a safe space. I feel... Hey, Patrick, you want some Halo Top ice cream? <laughs> I just thought it out in the other room. I, 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 yeah, I think I'd be more concerned if I was involved with anybody that was involved with anyone in my... Family I'm just trying to wrap point. my brain around if Jim and I got divorced mm-hmm. and suddenly or just broke up, just say we're dating, we break up and suddenly he, I come home and he's hooking up with my mother, which just, <laughs> you've met my mother now. I want you to really take that picture and put it in your brain and be like, mm. oh, hey, Aaron, I know it didn't work out between you and Jim, but do you mind if I hit back? Because that is a sweet piece of A. I would, there's not enough therapy. There's not enough couches Hey, Aaron, can you come in here for a minute? I just want to talk to you about something. So, so when you were going down on him. Don't just- ah! <laughs> <laughs> Edit. I like that it wasn't me. I, I tried, like that it wasn't me. I tried, I tried. My mother is going to dissolve me. <laughs> we broke him. We broke him. I found the straw and there yeah. it is. There it is. Oh, I know the Achilles heel. I know how to get, I'm going to get divorced tomorrow, but I'll be very happy. (laughs) That's a visual tonight when you're masturbating. I can't stop screaming. It's it's so natural. I can't. There's a vein in the middle of your head. You're going to have a thrombosis. I, this was a bad topic. This is a very bad topic. But that's accurate. Could you imagine you're 19 years old, you're dating somebody who's the same age as you, you break up because he's a nutter. And then all of a sudden your mother who's, who's twice your age starts dating as warped. But wouldn't your mother already know that there's a problem with that kid anyway? So yeah, but clearly the mother's like, mother. fuck it. I'll take it from here. Let me see what I can do. Like, My life's fucked anyway. I might as well just take this kid along with me. I, 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 I'm just shocked also by her answer. That of all the people, I thought that Anne would be like, that mother's a nutter. Ship her out to sea. Get her a very small canoe. <laughs> I, and for some reason, she's like, here's, the, here's how you can deal with this. Just don't be in the house when they're there together. There's Turn an answer. Turn on a sound machine. This is not a matter of geography. This is a matter of get your head out of your ass. When and your, get your mother ass and Jim are fucking, turn on a sound Stop machine. It. Stop it. How about Stop. the turn on the turntable? <laughs> There's not enough sounds of crickets and frogs in the world. There's not enough gentle Turn rain on, Count on a tin roof. And just pray for it to end soon. Oh, 
Is he a quick comer? Because you won't have to plug your ears. That Stop long. it. My Headspace app. I couldn't play it loud enough. Would you go home? Go home and like crank up killing in the name of. Cop killer. <laughs> Just really angry music. No, she did not get the right answer from her. No, I feel like they're they're kind of missing the mark this week. I know, but uh, you know, I know. Don't we all have off weeks? Oh, don't yeah. we though? Give, oh, give me, poo. give me another one. Oh, right. poo. The Courier Journal, Louisville, Kentucky, March second, Saturday, nineteen seventy four. Dear Abby. My ex-husband and I, wait, no, that's the wrong one. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Pivot. Sorry. I that's never to, happened I here. like to have a backup. This is. Because it changed my mind. Oh, A okay. guy likes to change his mind. You could, no judgment. Here we go. Change. Albuquerque Journal, Albuquerque, New Mexico, July 21st. I left my ass in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> July 21st, 1999. Oh. Wednesday. Wait. No. Okay. Dear Abby, my ex-wife, who continued to be a friend to my mother after our divorce, has, in my opinion, recently overstepped her bounds. On the day of my mother's funeral, my ex-wife arrived early at my mom's house and commenced to help herself to several pieces of personal property. I found out later that all of the personal property was willed to me. Where does this kind of behavior fit in the realm of manners or etiquette, or maybe even criminal activity? My mother had specific items listed in her will to give to certain people. Signed, Confused in Anchorage, Alaska. Dear Confused, The kind of behavior your ex-wife displayed does not fit into the realm of manners or etiquette, but it certainly qualifies in the category of criminal activity. Have your attorney demand in writing that the stolen items be returned immediately or the police will be notified and the theft report filled. This sounds a little bit more like Anne than it does Abby. Well, but you got to use some muscle in a case like this. And what you heard was a slow lean on me applause. And if I could stand right now under my own will, I would. Great. I agree with her. Call the cops. That's just weird. Go scratch. I don't like it when anyone talks about, I mean, I don't like it when my anyone in my family or my in-laws talk about anything that they would like of my parents. I agree. It's it makes odd. me so uncomfortable. It feels um, like scavengers, you know? Mm-hmm. It feels like people are picking at the bones. I, I, I hate that. And it always happens in every family. I hate, well, like, whenever my parents go on vacation now, my mother likes to tell me where things are like buried in the house. She's like, my they went on a cruise. in the fridge. Yes. You'll find him. He'll, he's delicious. <laughs> it's not a cake topper. It's his head. Hey, what? Patrick, I'm just going to have a little piece of this guy before I get started on you. Do you mind if I... Uh, Do you like brains? You like chipotle sauce? So whenever she goes on vacation now, she likes to tell me what is bequeathed to me and my brother. You're this just going to use bequeath on the air like that? Yeah, I'm just going to let it hang. Yeah, just bequeath We've said other things. I just oh. bequeathed myself. <laughs> wow. You We're going to need just- a towel. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen a woman bequeathed before. Well, you've never, you haven't lived till. I guess not. You've been bequeathed right. by my oh, mother. Okay, we're going to do it. We're again. getting back. So 
she she likes to to do this. She thinks that like every vacation, she's going on, the woman is going on a joy ride. She's going on a vacation, a relaxing cruise. And she's like, by the way, you get this, your brother gets that, this person gets that. And just telling me verbally what everybody's getting, which is a nice, like I, I thought, you know, most people pack SPF, but it's good to know that we've got gold in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Sure. <clears throat> and so it creeps me out. I don't like that kind of morbid, who gets what? I, I agree with you. I think it's weird. But my mom is, you know, there's so many of us and then there's so many grandkids and in-laws and in-laws, certain in-laws are closer to my mom than others. And some think that they're closer to her than I am, which is funny. And um, it, it's just, it's a weird thing. Also, my mom's not very sentimental. She's not like, I really wish, you know, I, I really hope that you'd like this. I'd like to give this to you. She's never in that realm thing she's like yeah. what would you like i mean take whatever you want put a tag on it i'm like what put a tag like, on it what's wrong with you i don't want any <laughs> go it's around so with this it's so depressing and then it's some morbid. people are like i definitely want this and i definitely want that i definitely want you're like and it always is a fight in families i'm like why even say this right now because everyone's just gonna argue later like it, it means nothing because once someone dies everything changes like you're the every, every the entire script is thrown, thrown out the window. Yep. Yeah. People you didn't think would be fighting would be fi- are fighting and things are said that they shouldn't be said and <sighs> it's hard to take that back. But also can you picture an ex in your family walking in and like scouring the joint and just and taking whatever they can find? Uh no, and but I can definitely see that if someone did decide to go crazy like that, there's enough of us that are crazier. That would shut that shit down. Well, there's an exactly. You have strength in numbers. Well, I mean, there's also, I mean, <laughs> just between the eight of us, there are certain people that could probably pretend um, the relationship was stronger. Than it was. Than it was. Touche. That they could then, lay claim to something. Right. That's, that's interesting. actually not right. But, wow. I mean, as my mom says, she's like, well, it. do what you did with, you know, You'll have to do what we did with with my parents, and it goes in birth order, and then it goes back up. So, so odd. I'm like, this is going to take forever. Oh, so like, like a football trade? <clears throat> so you start with like one through ten, and then you go right. back ten through she's one. Like, so your older your older sister will start. She'll say whatever she wants, and we'll go down the line. Once we get to you, which is the eighth one, that is we, the worst we, white elephant party I've ever been to. Then we go back to. up, and then we go back down until everything is gone. I'm like, this will take forever. Why don't you just tell us things that you you know, that you want us to have, that you think that, that That's are special. the most depressing party ever. Yeah. Just get yourself a box of wine and everybody draw a number out of a hat and we'll do a Yankee swap. <laughs> and if I get the car and you want the car and your number is higher than me, you can take the car from me and it's then this weird, will go It's about. a weird thing because, I mean, think about all the things that are in your parents' house and then you have to go through everybody. I want that. 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 What about you? Do you want that? Do you want this? Do you want... Every little thing. So it's like from plate, from silverware to plates to oh. Christmas decorations to individual pictures. I'm to telling you right now, you know, I like don't want my just... mother's fry daddy. There is a fry daddy that is still <laughs> in the basement from 1986, and it's got like colonies living in it. There, There's still settled oil from when she decided now is the time to fry. It, <clears> it's <throat> down there. It's weird. I'm sure it'll, I don't, you know, it. when that day comes, it'll, I don't, I'm not looking forward to that. Oh, in many 
ways, but. All right. I have another one for you. <laughs> oh, do I have one for you? Oh, oh God. I have a long view daily news from oh. long view, Washington, June 22nd, 1963, a Saturday. It was sunny. The title, <laughs> ex-husband who wants family back told off. Yeah. Words don't make sense together until you hear it. Okay. I got to pick this guy's voice right. Dear Ann Landers, this will sound terrible, but I'm really a very nice guy. I want my fourth wife back. I've had one marriage since Peg, and now I know for sure that number four is the girl for me. Peg. <laughs> I am 42, mature, questionable, and have been around long enough to know the score. I am not stuck with any alimony raps because all my ex-wives remarried. All my kids have been adopted by their stepfathers, so I have never been hooked for child support either. The problem is that Peg's husband is a big shot, and he might give me some trouble. He and Peg never had kids of their own, and he's crazy about the boys. I haven't seen them in seven years, but I hear the kids are very handsome, you know, like me. I'm sure Peg still loves me, and that I could be a good father to the boys. I realize now I should have stuck with them. Do you think I have a chance? Signed, Ben A. Round. Hmm. Damn, Ben. Chance for what? <laughs> a fat lip? Your sudden attack of paternity gets me right here, pal. Your timing is cockeyed, and I have only one recommendation. Get yourself good and lost and leave this family alone. <laughs> What he wants to break up her He's marriage. been married four times. He moved on from Peg. He moved on to the fifth. Turned around and went, ah, you know what? I like the fourth one better. I want the fourth one back. Oh, by the way, I've had kids with her and the three previous ones. And all those kids have been raised by other people. This is like the Bruce Jenner before Bruce Jenner this became Caitlyn. This guy Caitlin. sounds like a total asshole. Oh, he's a douche nozzle. Hey, Patrick, speaking of douche nozzles. Speaking of douche nozzles. Hope you don't mind. I'm just going to dip it in my seltzer over here, and then we're going to get started. I'm just going to use this. Fourth. I'm just going to have some fun dip while I. Uh... Also, what makes him think that she wants him back? Like, uh, oh, I've now decided, congratulations, even though I moved on from our fourth marriage, my fourth marriage to you, uh, I have decided I want you back. I've reconsidered. That was a bad idea. Yeah. So I'd like to jump back into your life. I know I've never paid you alimony or child support. And, and I know, you out and I know that you're married and I've abandoned our children. Yeah, so. this may be complicated for me to sort of murk my way around know, the new how, husband. I don't know how to, you know, jump in here. But, but I, think- I, I imagine that marriage is much like a double Dutch game. If you keep bobbing and weaving, eventually you'll find your way back in to mm. a fourth round. Mm. Peg. <laughs> I like that both of us got attached to the name Peg. Peg. Good Peg and Ben. Peg. Uh, I have a cousin named Peggy. Go, go scratch. Could you imagine a, an ex-husband coming back and be like, you know what? Real cash. I rethought this one. Let's do this again. I have an ex that periodically pops in and I don't, I don't. I find pops I in. feel like, like every now and then, like, hey, how's it going? You know, let's, you know, grab lunch or like wants to like re-engage, re-engage in some friendly way that is really like not beneficial to my well-being. Progress in life. 
a hundred percent the opposite of that. But I, for some reason, I've dated people that you know, always feel like they have like the best answer for me, or they know everything better than I do. I'm like, mm, okay. And for a little bit, I'm like, yeah, I can always. Use, I'm always up for some advice. And like, wait a minute, uh, you you give terrible advice. You don't need advice. And you you actually, dispense it. And you actually um, are don't know me at all. It's very. I've had what a someone weird dynamic. Who, right. I've had someone who was so attached to me that I think I'm part of a tattoo, and I don't really know why because I don't have that same attachment. Wait, you at think all. you're part of a tattoo, or do you have this in proof? Um, he alluded to it without confirmation because I think he didn't want it to come off as weird. But I. But think it's too late. It's weird. It's weird because I think there's a bunch of us that are part of the tattoo, and I'm like, huh, wonderful. Do you want me to tell you my side of the story? <laughs> wait, wait, multiple people are in this tattoo? I think so. It's got to be a tramp stamp. You got to have some width for that. I don't know. But Does he just like, keep adding on? Um, I'm not too sure. I didn't really, I didn't really, inquire. once it, once the, the conversation started that way, I was like, I really, this is going to be, this is going to end up bad and creepy. And I'm like, if we're rebuilding as friends and then it kind of petered out, I'm like, well. This is fine. Well, you should ask him when the restraining order like, is When over. are we going to, like, when are we going to, you know, we should go back to Chicago and hang out or whatever. I'm like, go no. back to Chicago and hang out. I don't, what? What's happening? What are you talking about? I, I live I'm here stroking. in New York. Are you kidding? Don't you feel like exes only reach out when they're sort of bored or they're in between an experience and they're sort of like, oh, I'm going to scroll through and see if I, if I keep throwing a line out there, what kind of thing I can latch. And it's, it just passes the time. To I just don't understand. Like, if you didn't really have that much fun with me to begin with, what makes you think that I'm going to be fun for you now, or that I are worthy of a tattoo? Like, like, slipped down the stairs and smacked my head on the cement or something, and forgot that you were a raging cock. <laughs> I like, thought you were going to say his name right at the end of no. that. I was ready for it. <laughs> You're like raging cock, Dennis. Like, <laughs> no, I just <clears throat> I've. Yeah, I've been in a situation where I, I think uh, it was my 40th birthday and I show, I showed up to my event, which no one can really from off the street be privy to. Correct. Okay. And all of a sudden there's one of my exes sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck's happening here? How did that happen? I don't know. And I turned, I turned to my lover (laughs) and I said, um, like, isn't this great? I'm like, "Mm -hmm." um, I have a problem. That's my ex right here. He's like, what's he doing here? I said, I have no idea because no one else is here but him. And he stayed for hours. Did he talk to you or did yeah. he just sort of hung like out, hover? Tried to hung, hang out. And like, I was like, so like. So thrown. I'd be so like, distracted. What is, it, like, what's happening here? Anyway. Wow. And I, then he befriended I, one of my friends and I looked at her. I was like, um, she's like, oh my God, your ex is so great. I'm like, I'm going to murder you. Right in front of everybody to teach you a lesson. Is it bad that the way I'm taking it is like, oh, why haven't any of my axes come to stalk me? Come on, guys. He's like, yeah, I'm just waiting, for, you know, because my husband's finishing up a show. He's at the lead and whatever the hell he was in, um, oh. Fiddler on the Roof or something. Oh, and, already. There you and go. And I was like, hmm, who, who's your boyfriend? Because obviously I know who was in it. And I'm like, oh, really? So- who, wasn't it like Danny Bernstein was the lead at that one point? I'm like, oh, so you're dating Danny Bernstein? Really? Are you? Are you? No, oh. you're not. Asshole. 
It was just an excuse. You really, it was a lie. Yeah. He's like, as if he thought like I, for the last decade or so that I don't know everybody. (laughs) Oh my God. I don't know. It's just very, I have an issue with exes reaching out. I mean, none of them really come after me. Why name drop? Or like, why like. You know, like, oh, he's in the lead and whatever. Well, because I like I and like the I idea of it. making a really elaborate lie oh. just to try to – he's covering his tracks and be like, oh, this is why this is happening. And mm-hmm. he had his lie set up before he ever walked in there. Right. But, I mean, it's like in this day and age, it's like, oh, okay, well, let me just pull my phone out. Where is it? Like, yeah, you, I mean? it's too easy to be able to stalk and, and do this, some recon so it's like basically, on it. Is this him? Is this him? Is this him? Because we, now we're, we've gone through all the leads – and now we've gone through all the ensemble. So tell me where he is in the show. Oh, caught in the lie. Mm. That was me buying sneakers the other day when I told the woman I'm going to run the Boston Marathon. And she said, how do you qualify? And I said, I ran a half marathon. She goes, you don't qualify with a half marathon. And I was like, I'm going to try to raise money. Okay, I'm not running the best of Boston Marathon. <laughs> oh, fuck, I get caught in lies <laughs> so easily. I just wanted to buy a really good pair of shoes. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll say one more thing on this and then I'll move on as far as exes communicating uh, with people. All right. Uh, uh, yes, they all need to go somewhere in, uh, on a distant island and die. This never happened. Uh-oh. Nobody ever existed before me. It's very extreme, I know. Yeah. But look, no Maybe exes have reached out and tried to. About. One bad ex did reach out once, and that was after the Boston bombing. Because he knew that I was, I have family in Boston, and he was like, hey, just checking to see if you're okay. And I was like, Ugh! and it lit me on fire. Now, I know women. <clears throat> I sexually? know women. Sexually? No, no. Oh. I I would I know women so well that I would never sexually be involved with them because I would never trust them. Oh, it, it lights me. Look at No, do you I see, couldn't tell. Do you couldn't see tell. the veins no, in my neck fine. right now? No, this like, is like I could bench 250 if you put a weight in my hands right now. It lights me on fire. Pretty women sure. will engage. I speak on behalf of <clears> the, <throat> how I know how female <clears throat> works is these exes engage with you. They throw a line out there. They throw a text. They shoot you an email when they're bored in their current relationship or if they're in between relationships to try to engage, to get you to engage, to get the attention, and then the attention goes. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for Don't text my husband, it's listen to mail. Get up on my job, Why are you sleeping with my mom when you're only 19? You're all demanding, get out of my inbox. You haven't been in my inbox. That was fantastic. Didn't that feel cleansing? I think it more so for you than for Yeah, it was more cleansing than a colonic at lavage. I don't, well... Well, I definitely lost part of my lower intestine on that. So I just want to say to you listeners, thank you so much for sending us your listener mail so far. If you haven't already, please, please send us your advice questions to be answered by Ann and Abby. You can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com until we get our questions at dearpodofficial.com emailed. And hey, if you happened to already send a question to questions at dearpodofficial.com, do us a favor and send it to dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Calm, and we will answer it because I hope it's not lost in the ether. I hope it's not floating down some colonic tube somewhere with a green Barbie shoe and oh, some pieces of zucchini and broccoli. So this week we have a couple of questions. Dear Pop. Dear. I'm speaking. 
<laughs> Dear Pod, I am looking for advice. Because I got hooked on performing and was lucky enough to have professional opportunities come my way early on, mm. I never completed college. Oh. Now I'm exploring options to get my bachelor's degree. Oh. Any online school suggestions that will accept 20-plus years of life experience hmm. towards credits? Hmm. Signed, street cred, not college cred. Hmm. Okay, clearly you have an opinion on such a thing, and I think that we're going to disagree hmm. here tonight because here's, here's Anne's answer. Hmm. Dear cred, your problem reminds me of the timeless classic 1980s hit film Back to School, starring a hilarious <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield as a wealthy but uneducated father who goes to college to show solidarity with his son, played by human Eeyore Keith Gordon. During his time there, he learns he cannot buy education or happiness and discovers his own untapped longing for knowledge. It's a coming-of-middle-age story, <clears throat> as Rodney himself was no spring chicken when he found his life's calling. In the words of my ex-boyfriend Henry Ford, anyone who keeps learning stays young. And in the words of my friend Estee Lauder, so does anyone with a good plastic surgeon. Bravo to you, my dear, for jumping back in the school pool. Nowadays, most schools offer online courses for people juggling life with education, but as far as those that accept experience in lieu of actual credits, I have found Central Washington, Royal Roads, and Western Governors University to be great options. If you want to seem like a wicked smarty, Harvard University offers an extension school that not only gives you online degree options, but will make you feel superior to your friends by saying, I go to Harvard. And hey, worse comes to worse, there's always DeVry. I'm pretty sure they accept everyone with a face. <laughs> now get out there and earn that sheepskin. And Interesting. You were, that was very informative. It's very up. But, well, she did her studying. She I asked guess. a question. Okay. What were the facilities that Interesting. offer? Just a very, just a. Informative. Different. The, I know. <clears throat> I took a, she took a new tack this week. You okay. can't predict. Maybe, maybe yeah. there was some Xanax in her yeah. vodka. Here's, here's what Abby threw at her. Uh-oh. Feces? Dear 20 years of life experience, I can only imagine all those men and women incarcerated since 1999 wondering that exact same thing as they look for employment upon release. I'm sure they have lots of experience. Maybe a doctor of proctology. Cum laude, I presume. Seems like you're asking all the wrong people for a simple answer to a complicated question. Are you asking me for advice on how to easily achieve a degree? How to step around the system simply because you got hooked on performing and are lucky? First of all, how do I know what you're good at? What is your current scholastic standing? Sophomore? Junior? What is it, doll? Are you looking for a Bachelor of Science, Bachelor of Arts, or a degree from international correspondence schools in computer programming or TV VCR repair? Are you looking to be a phoenix rising from the ashes of community theater? Are you looking, are you asking said online school to simply hand you a degree because you were in the rug and tug production of Baby It's You? Seems like you are. Seems to me that you are looking for an easy way out, kid, and I assume that maybe someone will take into account all your handicrafts crafts in the ever-challenging and demanding role of sorority sister number seven in the Tuxedo Junction production of Legally Blonde, but I simply cannot fathom fulfilling all the requirements to grab that cap and gown. Maybe you should do what thousands and thousands of college hopefuls do year after year after year. Do some research for a school that is both respectable and coincides with your trajectory. 
A flippant question about getting a degree fast is as credible as a lawyer advertisement on television saying they can get you money now. Why not go back to your original school and begin there? Maybe they offer correspondence courses to help you finish finish you off. I mean, help you obtain your degree. <laughs> I knew a Mormon once who was plucked from the grips of John Smith and entered the dizzying world of Broadway and was able to submit a thesis paper on his experiences of show after show after show and how Brigham Young facilitated this kid's dream. Of course, years and years of intense therapy was necessary for all the mental anguish of conversion therapy, but hurrah for him getting his degree. Listen, 20 years. Put on your thinking cap, Pinky Lee, and get to work. Harsh, Ty. Way harsh, Ty. Is somebody a bit of Betty? No. No, no, no. no. I'm very happy. I am very happy. Uh, uh, I just got off the phone with my sister and I'm fine. I'm relaxed. I am relaxed. When you said Phoenix rising from the ashes, my first thought was, oh, Phoenix University. There's another one. Any place that advertises their college on a train is up your alley, baby. Put it up your alley. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Okay, we have differing views this week, yeah, that's but fine. maybe we'll maybe we'll um we'll see maybe. if they collide on this next one. Do you want to read this next one? Yeah. Is this next one camera shy? Right. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Here it is, dear Pod. My family are a bunch of whack jobs and insist on having a photo done every year to match one of the pictures we had growing up as children. The problem is, the problem I have is that one of my sisters has become a man and one of my brothers has not had teeth for years. Everyone gets confused as to who is who or or what is what when they look at the pictures. Since my parents are dead, I try to get out of these wretched attempts at family unity every chance I get. What makes things worse is my sister tries to include her labradoodle and pretend it is her baby and dresses that damn damn dog up in clothing that she probably gets from the secondhand thrift store. I made the suggestion once uh, that we just try a normal family picture as we look today and not be a family freak show. And I was almost disowned. Maybe not a bad idea. How can I get it through to my family that we look like a bunch of southern rednecks trying to recreate the ultimate mullet picture and are the poster children for Walmart? Sign me, camera shy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we have some family feelings, number one. Well, clearly. I mean, Jesus Christ. For the record, the way that you just read that, the way you said, since my parents are dead, <laughs> it was <laughs> one of the most cold and fabulous reads I've ever heard. What, is, what oh, well. does Abby have to say about okay. this? Okay, well, thank you for asking. Yes. Dear Camrishai, thank you so much for that vivid nightmare that you have described as your family portrait session. It seems as though your family has opted out of the typical matching Ralph Lauren Americana sweaters, Christmas tree pyramids, or wispy gatherings in a Midwestern field, and has traded them in for the latest installment of American Horror Story, J.C. Penny photo booth. Now that your parents are deceased, I see no reason for you to continue to do something you do not want to do. Maybe you can su- suggest that in your absence, they should do what they did on the season four opening sequence of The Cosby Show. Have someone hold an eight by ten of you in place of you actually being there. It seemed to work pretty well for Lisa Bonet on an Emmy award-winning network television program, so why not for this collection of misfit toys and under fives from the Beverly Hillbillies and the Adams family? Maybe by your absence, they will get the picture. Better yet, 
They can do what they did on Bewitched and Roseanne and simply recast you. A new Darren, a new Becky. That'll be in keeping with that creepy family picture show, right? Sounds like another winning possibility to me. On another note, maybe your family likes who they are and where they stand in life. If they collectively agree that they indeed would like to be the face of the next Rob Zombie movie, then so be it. Let them be, and all their children of the corn glory. You are a grown adult and clearly need to move on, and I'm letting you know that is A-OK. Sometimes, even twins just grow apart and are only pictured together in a newspaper separated by black and white ads for Marshall Fields and Company and Harvey's Bistol Cream. I digress. Stand up for yourself, camera shy, and step out of the picture. Wow, I wonder who she was talking about. I have no idea, but she is very happy. It sounds very similar to somebody I know. Well, it, we um, we are having a, a very divisive weekend, you uh, and I, because here is what Anne has to say. Mm. Dear Shy, I never like to answer a question with a question, but what's the big deal, bub? So your family's insane, so what? Welcome to life. Can't you just appreciate the fact that they still want to go through the motions of nostalgia? I don't care who is wearing a gown or pasties or dressing a dog up like the Queen of Versailles. I don't care who is missing molars or testicles or chromosomes. I don't care who's zooming who. All that matters is your family taking a wander down memory lane. The fact that your insane siblings want to keep up a a tradition after your parents have shuffled off this mortal coil is something to celebrate, not something to lament. Instead of counting your brother's missing teeth, you should be counting your blessings that your family's still connected. Don't forget, you're one degree of separation from these so-called people of Walmart. So why not lean in? Wear a bowl cut and a smile. Get over yourself and get into a man diaper with an oversized safety pin. Recreating ridiculous pictures from your childhood is damn sure better than those family pictures where everyone wears a white t-shirt, blue jeans, and bare feet because bare feet means carefree and fun. And if I see another one-woman show where she's talking about her divorce while she's not wearing any shoes, I'm going to... Okay, where are I? (laughs) The point is, your family is your family, warts and all. And there's a ticking clock on the time you get together on this earth. So put your petty differences and pearl-clutching precious Martha Stewart judgment on the back burner and lighten up. You may actually find you'll have a good time. And please be sure and send me a copy of the photo, along with a self-addressed stamped envelope and 50 cents in coin to P.O. Box 76562, Oak Park, Illinois, 60453. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting week this also, week. Yeah, it's also not the zip code for well Oak Park. Uh, well, how do you know? <clears throat> do you live there anymore? I'm maybe just, I just think it's weird. maybe things have changed. Oh, I think it's weird. No, you know you know what hasn't changed. Specialty cocktail, specialty drink, specialty cocktail for my ex-boyfriend. Hope I don't get roofies, no roofies, no roofies in this cocktail. This week's cocktail is inspired by all of you exes out there trying to reach out to your oh. exes through text messages oh, and God. other such. I know. I'm sorry. I'm okay. No. Ironically, this week's cocktail is called My Favorite Mistake, and it has been crafted by Mr. Ben Jeffrey, mixologist of the famed Hakuna Hut in the heart of old Broadway. Now, with this one, you're going to need one ounce bourbon, one ounce rye, one ounce King's ginger liqueur. Mm. 
and one ounce Cheryl Crow. <laughs> Cause it's a favorite mistake. I guarantee you this is gonna taste better than Cheryl Crow. You'll How also do you know? need. Have you gone down on her yet? Not yet, but well, the night is young. One half ounce Fernet Branca, one half ounce Campari, two dashes citrus bitters, and maybe, just maybe, garnish with nutmeg. Mm. We've got tasting notes this week. You know, I'd actually really like it if Jim just put his nuts on, on the on, rim. On of the Meg? Glass. On somebody named Meg. He already did. Oh. That's why he was late today. That explains it. King's Ginger. Here's some tasting notes a drink for the one that got away or the one we most regret. Like all memorable relationships that we've left on the scarred battlefields of our lives, this one's a little sweet, a little spicy, and a little bitter. Ooh, just like us. All backed with a tremendous... I am very happy. All backed with a tremendous punch in the face of alcohol. Perfect for starting a new relationship or trying to forget the one you just ended. Two whiskeys start you off with a boozy sweetness, and the spiciness of the ginger liqueur pairs well with a natural spicy kick of rye whiskey. Add in two bitter liqueurs, the Fernet Branca and Campari, plus some citrus bitters, and you'll have a well-balanced drink that will make you feel or forget all the right feelings. Oh, that was fantastic for tasting notes. Very thorough. So this is my favorite mistake. Aside from my husband, Jules. Fernet Branca, is that that girl on Netflix? I think you dated her. Cheers. Mm. Oh, that's great. That does not taste like regret. Does that taste like like Ian or... What? (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm naming ex-boyfriends now. I, I've never dated Ian. Oh, that is just lovely. That is Although a nice I kick in the pants, but it's very smooth. Once when I had to dig through their mail to, f- to figure out what their name was. What? That was brutal. You broke up with somebody, didn't know their name, and you had to go find no, it. No, I, ho- I was mail. hooking up with someone and I forgot their name. <laughs> and I was like, where's their mail? And then I couldn't. Did they have roommates? They had so much junk mail that I couldn't really figure out what his name was. Wouldn't it be great if you were like, hey, Carla, and he's like, that's my roommate's name. And my name is Maggie. Oh, wait, what? Oh, this is delicious. I like the bitterness in it. Mm, strange. It tastes, this I know, is, this is a shocker. That's really strange from your diatribe of excess. You are what you drink. Mm. Mm. I'm fine. A bitter ginger. Oh. Oh. Oh, now I get it. You, dear listeners, are going to enjoy this so much. It is a very relaxing cocktail. And I got to say- it feels a little bit like fall, and we are on the edge of fall, of no, which no, we no, get no, three no, no, days. George Papadopoulos. It no. is my favorite. <laughs> Don't you George Papadopoulos me. Fall is a Ma'am. beautiful season. So, it is, but it is not time for fall yet. But when it's it is. It's the beginning of August, so zip it. Pumpkin spice lattes. No. I don't even like the- small sweaters. Gentle small, sweater. Small sweaters. Small sweaters. <laughs> I wear small sweaters. Look, small sweaters. I'm just season. asking you to start planning for Christmas now. No, come absolutely on, absolutely not. It's fall. Hay rides. What? Apple pecker. Who doesn't love apple pecker? Me. Oh. What do you need all those apples this for? This tastes as bitter as your soul. What do you need? Like, I don't understand apple picking. Like, that's great. I can take maybe two. I don't need a bushel. I'm not fucking. I do it every anybody. time, and then I claim I'm going to make a pie, and then I throw everything out. It's the, the act of apple picking. By the picking. time you get home, they're all rotten anyway. 
Wow. Are you glasses half empty on no, your I just favorite don't, mistake I mean, or what? Go, the, go there, look at the apples. Like If you want to walk through, walk through, and then go to the store, buy the apple cider. I'm going to change your mind this shit. fall. Are you ready? We only have three days of fall now, thanks to global warming. So I'm going to change your mind. You and I, we're going to record two episodes, and one day, you and I, we're going to go apple picking together. No, and God damn it, you're going to love it. We're going to do hay rides. I'm going to freeze some apples and then throw them at Cider you. donuts and franks and beans, ladies and gentlemen. None of those things I can eat, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> God, you're so fat. No. Oh.